and welcome to the Let's Talk Hormone Health podcast. In this podcast, we are going to focus on nutrition. And joining me is Sarah Brereton, nutritional therapist with Clean Marine and contributor to the Essential Guide to Female Hormones. Sarah, you're very welcome. We're like old pals at this stage. Thanks, Lorraine. I remember meeting you at the very beginning of my brand ambassadorship with Clean Marine Men and Men. Gosh, seven years ago. Seven years ago. 2016. <laughs> and... Um, and actually, you came to my home at that time to tell me more about the nutrients in men and how important nutrition is for our hormone health. And here we are seven years later. Wow, how the world of menopause has changed <laughs> in that time. And thankfully, the conversation we started back then, with let's talk menopause. Um, that campaign has finally gotten through and menopause has gone mainstream. So I'm thrilled to have you here with me today to share all your knowledge on nutrition and its importance for our hormone health with our podcast listeners. Uh, all the stuff that you regularly share with us on our Let's Talk Hormone Health talks around Ireland with fantastic feedback, by the way, from the audience. So welcome, Sarah. Thanks so much, Lorraine. Um, yeah, we've had great fun out on the road doing all our talks, um, educating the public and getting loads of stories and feedback um, from all their participants as well. So um, it's been really, really good. And thanks for having me here today to do this podcast. It's a pleasure. And Sarah, you're a graduate, I, I didn't say that, of UCC. You were also a panellist recently, actually, at their Women's Health Conference, a nutritionist and trainer with Clean Marine and of course a mum of three as well I don't know how you fit it all in um, can you tell me why you chose nutrition as a career yeah I suppose in secondary school I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do I always had an interest in food biology nutrition but thought I didn't really want to do nursing or you know teaching and um, secondary school teaching so I did go down that avenue um, with UCC and did nutritional sciences and that really led me to to look at my own health and my mm -hmm. eating patterns and my own PMS journey I would have definitely suffered with some PMS and um, symptoms myself so bloating skin breakouts irregular periods and didn't want to to be that person taking painkillers every month and I could see that different foods would kind of make those symptoms worse or help to improve them and you would crave some of the the wrong foods yes. and you know those really tasty high salty or sugary foods mm -hmm. and those types of foods would definitely make you feel worse in the long run so that's what made me decide to look into it a little bit more for myself firstly and then to educate and, and to help others so I studied nutritional science and there probably was very little focus on that area of nutrition Absolutely. Then. Yeah, it was your day off school or college. You took to the bed or the couch with the hot water bottle, maybe took a painkiller. Um, and I, I just I, I don't like taking painkillers or tablets. Um, I couldn't really swallow some of them and you'd feel better for a little while, but then it would come back with a bang. So right. I always would question why. Why have I a headache? Why was I feeling it? crampy or sick mm -hmm. and I wanted to get to the bottom of it so Good I could woman. definitely see when I started to feel a bit better and then you ate better made better food choices you feel better the next day and well, the, the following days so yeah I'm glad I did we're glad you did <laughs> <laughs> why are the foods that we eat every day so important then for our hormone health yeah, because we really are, like we hear so many times, we are what we eat yeah. and absorb, I suppose, more importantly. So definitely um, watching things with like empty calories, as we call them. So those foods that are just full of sugar, they've no other nutrients 
they're you know they're they're wasting our time and our energy to break them down because they're not sustaining our body with any vital nutrients to help us mm-hmm. um so yeah at this time we do need to maybe just take a little look a little extra look of what we're eating to nourish our body through this stage rather than just what tastes nice and we feel like eating all the time yeah just to be Mm. a little bit more aware to make um some some key changes for example our b vitamins many of us do not get enough every day Mm -hmm. you know um they're water soluble so our body will excrete them really quickly and the way we cook our food can deplete the, the nutrients in that food as well. So we really need to get a constant supply of those in every every day. Yes. And they're really important for like our nervous system and for energy fibre. So that's another one I talk about a lot at our Let's Talk Hormone Talks. That's probably not very exciting, Lorraine. Doesn't sound, it sure doesn't. <laughs> it's not. Go on, um, give me some. The, the most <laughs> chatted about um, element of our diet, but fibre is so important to keep our bowel working healthily um, our hormones need to be broken down and kind of leave our body and if we haven't enough fiber our our bowel can get sluggish we can get constipation and those hormones can kind of sit in the body and and get harder to to leave so um you have two types of fiber we've soluble fiber and insoluble so the soluble fiber is really important um to help maintain our healthy cholesterol levels to help remove the hormones from the body and that's things like your fruits and vegetables oats would be a great example so your porridge or your oat cakes or you know oat bran maybe if you're making scones and things like that to add them in and as much fruits and vegetables as we often hear um, nutritionists say eat the rainbow it's so true Dr Mary Ryan was just saying it as well on our podcast yeah Yeah, the the colours of the rainbow and your your, your porridge in the morning absolutely Mm -hmm. some people don't like the porridge so you know you can try um overnight oats maybe it might have a little bit of a different texture you could try um some of the chia kind of puddings even though pudding sounds like it's it's, They're it's not a really bad, sweet though. treat mm. but yes that would be another option for people and then your insoluble fiber would be for those people it's important for all of us but particularly if listeners can resonate with that having constipation feeling the bowel isn't moving feeling very heavy after the day insoluble fiber is the one that's really good to move the bowel so and help with that? constipation roughage as it can be called sometimes okay so again your whole grains so trying to stay away from too much of the white bread the white pasta and we all probably you know grew up having that that was one um thing i said i'd change in my house with the kids literally just brown pasta brown rice and when it cooks it takes a little bit longer but the the brown pasta doesn't look a whole lot different to the white but you just don't feel hungry as quickly afterwards. And so it's not it, that empty carb exactly, situation then exactly. as well. So yeah, that that's a really good one as well. So fibre is really good um, to just keep the bowel working healthily. And we were, you know, often talk about the gut microbiome also. Those little friendly bacteria feed off um, the fibre. So we know the fibre um, is really important from that aspect as well. They feed off it and produce what are called short chain fatty acids 
acids and they're really important in our body. They keep our blood sugars regular. They help um, with insulin resistance. So they help okay. our body to react to our sugars and insulin. They keep our hormones in, in check, really. So they And diabetes these, is a huge um, worry, isn't it? Yeah. Over yeah. 50, over 40, 50. Yeah. So it's just keeping mm. the blood sugar stable and foods that are high in fiber. It's just kind of releasing um, the nutrients more slowly into the body. A little bit like your protein as well. So okay. it's it's all of these small changes all the systems in the body are so well interlinked as well. So yeah. it's very important, as you say, blood sugars, our heart, our cholesterol, our hormones, they're all interconnected. And then water. Water is so important. It gets forgotten it about. It so yeah, simple and so does. ridiculous. And people are like, please, you're not going to make me better <laughs> with a glass of water. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, I do struggle, I have to admit, to get two litres in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I always recommend maybe breaking it down into glasses are a more manageable size um, than facing into this large bottle that you have to drink all day. And I suppose a few key points um, I did hear you mention on the podcast about having it. Dr. Mary recommended bringing them to bed to have it when you wake or in the morning. But also just before or after your meals is another good time. And did you leave a break? I've heard read before where it should be a half an hour before your meal or a half an hour after your meal. Very good. Okay. Yeah, half an hour, 20 minutes. um, And that's a good time because quite often people feel they're hungry they want something they're "Mm, I'm kind of hungry and peckish and quite often it's thirst they're thirsty rather than hungry so try the glass the small glass of water or you know the herbal tea or the you know slightly cooled boiled water with some lemon and ginger try that first and if you're still really it's hungry. It's amazing how that works, that, that Sarah. might be, you, you know, told me that, years that ago. false hunger yeah. that you think you're hungry. Yeah. Or as a nutritionist said at a talk I was at one time, if you're hungry enough, you know, for your apple, if you're not hungry enough for the apple, should I say, then you're not hungry. So quite often the kids might say, I'm really hungry while you're preparing dinner. Yes. And I'd say, yeah, have an apple. <laughs> and quite often they'll feel, no, not I'm not hungry. actually that hungry. <laughs> so if you're All hungry. from my spaghetti yeah. bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> but the water, so, you know, um, coffees and teas um, and green tea, they're dehydrating. So I think we've covered that, that that will take yes. from your water quota, should we say your hydration quota for the day. But to have maybe like a fennel tea, a ginger tea, a rosehip tea, a sage tea, you know, whatever tea you like, a rubush tea, I, I talk about, I love that one myself. It's caffeine free, full of antioxidants, great for our body. Um, or your regular um just glass of water so that will be yeah. adding to the amount of water so yeah hydration is hugely important and talking about antioxidants i hear you mention the liver a lot why yeah. is it so important yeah so a little bit like the fiber it's it's something um that kind of gets mentioned a little bit more now so if we think our liver it's like a little recycling plant it's where all the hormones, all the cholesterol, it's a busy place. It's got so many jobs to do in our liver. We cannot live without it. So all the hormones have to get broken down into little pieces. And there's two filters um, kind of in the liver that, that break down different foods or medication or hormones, parts of our red blood cells, everything. So we really need to kind of nurture and look after our liver so it can break these um, hormones and get rid of them effectively from the body. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. 
and um, to support our livers, then what can we do? Yeah, well, things like your green, your green veg, so the broccoli, the kale, the spinach, they're really important. Fruits and vegetables, so all of the greens and vegetables that are high in B vitamins. The B vitamins are like the little helpers or cofactors, we call them, mm-hmm. to help kind of disarm these um, free radicals and to disarm toxins and break down the hormones and cholesterol as well. So that's really important. Um, biotin. Um, B vitamins, like we've said, vitamin B1, B2, B12, really important for our liver. Vitamin C, obviously, the more of our um, citrus fruits and fruits and berries that we can get are really helpful for the liver. Reducing alcohol. So I know, Lorraine, it's a really important time. Why did you say Lorraine there? (laughs) (laughs) Because I always say, uh, could could grapes, liquid (laughs) grapes be one of our five a day, Sarah? And for seven years, she's been saying, no, Lorraine. (laughs) But maybe it's a stage just just. to be aware, I think, um, and to kind of moderate how much alcohol that we're having, stick to the recommended guidelines because it puts an extra stress. So does sugar, so does lots of processed foods, caffeine and um, stress. It all puts more stress on our liver and mm-hmm. we need it to do kind of extra jobs at the moment. Mm-hmm. So just to, to give it a little bit of help um, would be really beneficial. Um, and then milk thistle we talk about sometimes that's a really yeah. good herb um, it's really good to protect the liver um, it, it also helps us to detox you know when there are other toxins in the body it's a natural anti-inflammatory um, it's an antioxidant so it's not just if, if there are people listening thinking well I don't drink alcohol which many people don't or I don't have lots of processed food I'm eating quite healthily yeah. but it's still a really positive herb to take because it maintains the health of our it's liver because it has so many jobs to do that and we when might and not how be aware. would you take milk thistle? yeah milk thistle comes in different forms um you can get a liquid irish botanica do a liquid that's organic and 100 percent pure so just add 10 20 drops into a little bit of water and that's important to take away from your food so it's okay. not competing with your food ideally lorraine at night time actually okay. so um our body's cleansing and detoxing while we sleep and we possibly are taking lots of other nutrients maybe vitamins in the morning time so it's really good we're putting on our night creams and our serums our body needs to to um, detox from the inside out also and that's actually another component naturally occurring in milk thistle glutathione it's an antioxidant and it's a natural component in our liver cells and the milk thistle really helps um to regenerate that in the body and that's very protective for our liver cells also so that's something you could do a couple of times in the year it's not something you do all the time yes. but maybe um if somebody's going through a phase where it, where they've maybe overindulged they feel they're they're struggling with their diet they're really busy at work they're um maybe they have had more alcohol than they would normally have maybe coming to Christmas holidays or holiday Christmas, times yeah or maybe their hormones are or they're really struggling with their hormones so milk thistles are really really beneficial but just do check with your gp if you're taking other medications before okay. taking that you touched a little bit on it there sugar and we all know yes. we shouldn't have too much so why is that so hard in menopause definitely sugar can mask some of the symptoms of perimenopause and menopause. So if we're constantly having sugar and grazing on sugar, 
sometimes if we do that, I know myself, your mood can feel a little bit low. You can feel a bit anxious. You can feel irritable. You could get the shakes. You could get the foggy brain. You can crave more of these types of food. So sometimes they can make these symptoms we already have that little bit worse. Wow. Um, so yeah, it. I just feel this time, maybe coming into our 40s or later into our 40s, it's a nice time to just take that overhaul. I know we're all great at telling our family members, oh, you should get your cholesterol checked maybe you should you know mm. get your blood pressure so it's our time now and as we say it's it's all been talked about a little bit more now maybe do get your fasting blood sugars checked with the doctor and just see how your body is dealing you know with the sugar and mm-hmm. um, it, it has a lot of calories as well so sugar and um, people think it's about fats and having too much saturated fat and maybe you know, I often hear people say, I love avocados and different nuts and things like that. I need to be careful with the fat. It's the sugar we really need to be. Because avocado it's, is good fat. I've learned is, that from absolutely. you over the years. Absolutely. Your yeah. olives, your nuts and seeds, they have mm. all the really good fats and they have fiber and they'll have vitamin E and magnesium. So they've loads of nutrients there. So sugar, it's just quite often these foods are really high in calories and sugars, mm-hmm. but they don't, you know, have those other nutrients that will They give help. you a quick hit. Yeah. They give you a bit of a buzz. You bounce yeah, down very because, quickly. Yeah, you need a little bit of comfort eating and then they make you feel worse. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We have to have our treats as well. That's important, Lorraine, too. <laughs> Good. Everything in moderation. Yeah, absolutely. But 80% of the time, and especially now, if our hormones are that bit out of kilter, we know naturally estrogen and progesterone and other hormones are in decline um, that that, that is happening, but just this will help nurture us through it a little bit easier. Great. What food choice tips would you give to women in perimenopause? I suppose even just for snacks to swap out and things like yeah. that. You know, you can have like your crackers and cheese, your oat cakes. I love those little boxes with the oat cakes. They come with like four or five in a little yeah. cellophane pack and you can put your nut butter, like almond butter would be really good. Cashew is butter, nut butter, butter not good? Butter, butter is fine, <laughs> but I would rather real butter than lots of those spreads at butter because me too. I'd rather be have less. I'd yeah. rather have yeah, one oat cake with you know a decent amount of butter, butter. Yeah. Than um than four with a low fat spread. Yeah, because a lot of it. them, you know, they've been chemically altered so much as well. So stick to what we know. But yeah, like I would have a little bit of a sweet tooth. So the almond butter, it's a nice one to try. It's got that bit of a sweet taste, and you can get the. Crumb crunchy one or smooth so it's like peanut butter type idea or maybe cut up some apple slices you're just watching tv and you're thinking you're bored you just want something to eat dip the apple slices into the almond or cashew nut butter and it's nice texture. why not peanut butter you oh you can do the peanut butter just, just watch. more fattening yeah there, there, there might be some extra salt in there there could be palm sugars so just um you know watch that it's quite natural if you can buy the organic one as well yes maybe your greek or natural yogurt with some of those flax seeds or chia seeds stirred in mm-hmm. um yeah and the whole meal whole grain breads you know if you can go for the sourdough breads stay away from the white breads you know they're really not great okay maybe there's on your saturday morning as a treat yeah. you know um there's Would nothing better than sourdough is okay yeah you can have your sourdough you can have your whole meal whole wheat breads they're really important they just make you keep full for longer as well great so that's snacking sorted what about for sitting down you know for your three meals a day what should yeah. we be swapping out? Well, I suppose just even tips at the at the onset, yeah. eating regularly. I think women at our age and at our stage, yeah. 
we're rushing. Mm-hmm. They call it, is it hurried women's syndrome? We're rushing. <laughs> There's we're another racing. syndrome. <laughs> Tired and wired is, an, is another phrase we hear used <laughs> as well. But, you know, are we eating regularly? I would have to eat regularly. I have to be honest. My I would, brain doesn't work if yeah, I don't. Yeah. I would get a bit lightheaded, feel yeah. a bit woozy, mm-hmm. you know, feel a bit grumpy, hangry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I haven't eaten every three to four hours. But I often hear women say, I forgot to have lunch. I was running around and I had to do things on my lunch break. I had to go to the post office or the bank or send that email or sort out things to do with school. So eating regularly because that's one of the biggest things people think well it's just I've had less food so that's surely a positive I won't be gaining weight around the middle but our body from survival mechanisms it will slow down our metabolism if we don't have breakfast for example or we have something light just have coffee and I don't know piece of That'd toast be me. Yeah. yeah and we're rushing and then you don't have anything mid-morning and it's lunchtime we're possibly going to overeat you're going to crave you're those so sugary hungry. carbs yeah. you're so hungry as you say um, so just if we can get it, it, it takes a little bit of time to create that pattern but your body will thank you because if you constantly have the um, nutrients available to you, your body's not going to slow down your metabolism because then what happens, we crave the wrong foods and it's quite often the sugars and fatty you foods. You grab something, anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it'll sit around the tummy area because it's near the liver where our body can transform it back into the, the blood supply really quickly. And that area around the tummy, yeah. you know, over 40. Yeah. And that's the one thing, I never had a tummy. Yeah. And it's the, the place that I find I know. has um, changed the yeah. most. Metabolism will dip a little mm. bit, you know, and our, our needs of foods, we need about 300 less calories per day. And like you've spoken um, with some of the other speakers, Dr. Mary Ryan, about the exercise type. Some people think it has to be really vigorous. Yes. But sh- over shorter periods of time, like more your hit sessions, your walking, your swimming, things that you enjoy doing, Pilates, that, you know, aren't as... Um, severe on the body but still getting your heart rate up are really really important adding protein to every meal so for our muscle mass protein Mm. is really important you know for example if if i had a bowl of porridge and you think oh that's so healthy i'll have a bowl of porridge in the morning with milk just for example porridge and milk half an hour later i'm starving yeah you know so people often say that oh i had it but it doesn't do anything for me yeah when i eat mine my mom says to me if she sees me eating it you'd nearly need a knife and fork with that area of so much I've so much in it okay. <laughs> you know so put your seeds put those chia seeds or flax seeds on top put whatever fruit like five is the minimum for the fruits and veg a day it should be up to eight ten so really? it's really hard so at least with breakfast if yeah. you've done some of those steps there's two or three you could tick off the list okay. do you know what I mean so yeah. it's making a little bit easier if you do meet somebody for lunch later then have that bit of green salad there's some more have a few tomatoes with it that you you can tick a little bit more off the list because it can feel overwhelming and some days we won't reach that amount but it's just start afresh again the next day. Yeah. So it's really important protein. So you're lean, like your chicken, your turkey, your fish. Okay, we have our red meat, so have that a little bit more occasionally. Your um, soybeans, your chickpeas, so they are really high in like things like phytoestrogens, so those plant estrogens that help to balance the hormones naturally. But protein's really important. Um, so yeah, your eggs as well are really really sartin sardines baked beans on your jacket potato so again the protein we need those 
little building blocks, those amino acids to make, help make our muscle. And, you know, they're so important in our body. The muscle mass is what you're talking about then for not only our current health, but for our future health Future as well. health, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really important to have protein at every meal. If you just have like toast or pasta mm-hmm. or crackers or pizza or croissant, that kind of carby food, you will feel hungry quite quickly, you know, after that. So yeah. having the egg on the toast, having the beans with the jacket potato, having the seeds on the porridge, do you know what yes. I mean? Having the cheese on the crackers, um, it's just adding that protein with it is, is really beneficial. So about 20, 25 grams per meal at three meals. So kind of anywhere between about 65 to 90 grams in the day. So at your three main meals, if you can get a good portion of protein, um, you know, if you're making a vegetable soup, add in some of those tinned, you know, the kidney beans or chickpeas. Yes. You know, the lentils. Yeah. Get the ones you don't need to soak overnight. and Just the tin. I forget. Still a, I end up forgetting about them. And, and this and with <laughs> enough to be doing, for God's sake. I so, won't yeah. do it if I have to do yeah, that. exactly. Make so it the tinned easy. ones are just as good. Absolutely. Just okay. make sure they're... Brilliant. Yeah. Somebody's done it for us. Exactly. <laughs> In what cases then, Sarah, do you recommend that women take a supplement? Yeah, well, it's diet first. So that's really important. You know, we all need to make small changes around our diet and you will see benefits from that. Mm -hmm. There's no point in taking, you know, the magic supplement and, you know, not changing anything with your diet. Or your lifestyle. Yeah, we need to get the building blocks right. Mm -hmm. And like you said, your lifestyle, if you're staying up every night till two or three in the morning and waking loads, you need to address that and Mm -hmm. maybe the exercise as well. But look, with that said, it can be really hard to make the right choices and with cooking methods and how our crops are grown and everything. It can be hard to get the right level of the specific nutrients that we really need. So certain things like omega-3, um, you know, are we eating oily fish? Because realistically, we do need to have it up to three three times actually a week. Okay. So once a week, you know, having salmon is the going old days to be enough. On a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> isn't going to be enough. So mm. we do need to be getting that three times. So are we all getting it three times? Mm. You know, so just really think about that. You mm. know, your mackerel, your salmon, your herring. What about for people who don't like fish? Yeah. Don't eat and fish. that's a lot. I hear that so much. People mm. think, oh, well, I don't like the smell of it in the house. The kids won't eat it. I really don't like it. We had it quite often as a child. I don't, you know, I might eat it if I'm eating in a restaurant but that's not going to be enough so that's definitely um, a place that you you can supplement and get some that's extra that's when you need to take your you omega-3 you getting yeah it's every little cell in our body has omega-3 in in the the membranes our brain you know one of the the main parts of our brain yeah. 60-70% of our brain is made up of these oils these good fats so we really need to be taking them in and we've mentioned before but it, it, it deserves another mention B vitamins so I call them the busy yeah. the busy bees mm-hmm. we need them every day we need a fresh supply and when we're under stress which this is a stressful time as well as feeling like we're under a lot of stress that we can need up to 50% more so you know by just having a little side salad with your lunch you might think oh I've gotten enough you know at the end of every day we lose any excess that we have in the urine but we may not have even had enough so that's definitely one we need to keep topped up so as much of the green veg as we can get in there would be really important things like tea and coffee so try not drink tea or coffee right at a meal or just directly after a meal that's one thing um my mom would have been guilty of but I've 
gotten around here now with that one because it has compounds, things like tannins, they call them, which mm. bind to these nutrients and make them excrete from the body quicker. Wow. So have your tea or coffee kind of at your little break time that you're not having, you know, a main meal and with lots of B vitamins. That's really important. And how we cook our food. So we've all had maybe the really overcooked green vegetables. Yes. And Brussels sprouts now coming to Christmas. So just be aware not to overcook them because those B vitamins are lost in the okay. cooking water. You really need to look out for your vitamins that you're taking one that's, you know, well developed and, you know, if you can get it scientifically proven formulation would be great that you've got these key nutrients that will help to balance the hormones. Which Menamin is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And within that, um, the breakdown of ingredients, it's very important to make sure you have the right quantities as well. Yeah. So there's lots of supplements have loads of different nutrients and very often women can be very confused. So that's what I like about this very unique blend. It's omega-3 from krill oil. So it's a phospholipid. So without getting super technical, basically it's the form that's in every cell of our body. So you're taking it in the form your body needs it. Mm -hmm. You don't get this fishy repeat that people talk about with maybe cod liver oils or some fish oils okay. as well so it's getting to work and therefore bringing all them other ingredients in there with it nice and quickly and um, really well absorbed into the body so that's omega-3 omega-3 helps foggy brain our heart health and vision every cell of our body craves omega-3 we really need to get it if we're not having oily fish three times a week but obviously nuts and seeds will help add to that flax seeds would be excellent also then you have your phytoestrogens so your soy isoflavins and they would um, naturally mimic estrogen in the body so they're uh, very beneficial also foods like your chickpeas your lentils your soybeans will be food sources but again you'd have to be eating quite quite a few of those to be getting enough you have rosemary extract we also have the b vitamins the really key ones in there vitamin b1 b2 and b6 which really help for normal skin tiredness and fatigue psychological functioning you have folate and b12 other really important B vitamins um, for all of us for general health and for heart health. Biotin, that's found in things like sweet potatoes, eggs, fish, um, seeds, and that's really important for maintaining um, mucose membranes. Okay. So that's very important. As a lot well of women. Good for your hair, hair, hair loss. Yeah. What else? Nails. Yeah, and lots of people Skin. report feeling quite dry, maybe in their mouth and vaginally as well. So biotin, making sure you have. Um, looked for that nutrient and we have vitamin d3 which is really important for bone health and to help with the absorption of calcium so you've got your rdi of vitamin d covered and that's really beneficial that clean marine menamin has all these key nutrients all in the one product in two capsules a two day capsules and your rdi what is that recommended recommended daily intake 
Brilliant. Yeah. That's important. And we find a lot of women are already taking omega-3 separately, B-complex separately, vitamin D separately. But that's the beauty with Clean Marine Menamin. You've got all these key nutrients together in the one product. And it's two capsules a day, so it's really quite doable. They're nice, small, easy to swallow capsules that don't repeat. Yeah, I just keep mine beside the kettle. Very good. So I don't forget. Yeah. But I also have some in the car, car. in case I a do lot forget. Of, a lot of women put them <laughs> in the car. One of my suitcase in case I ever go in. Yeah. Just just to be sure. Okay, well, that's great. That's so helpful. We hear so much, or at least you talk a lot about mindful eating, Sarah. <laughs> Does it really make a difference? Yes. Okay, so tell that, us what that is might it? be one thing. Maybe if people are already doing the other steps, this might be something to look at. Really, really important. Who who can um, resonate with this? So they've sat down, they've fed the whole family, and it's time for your dinner, and you're just about to sit down, and somebody else asks for something else, or the phone rings, or there's some kind of drama. <laughs> are we all concentrating on the meal that's in front of us? You know, are we present at that meal? So you know, quite often people that are busy and working I see many people staff in in health food stores and pharmacies standing having their lunch at their desk oh I know a wrap on my lap a few minutes (laughs) they're looking at their phone yeah Mm. they're scrolling on their phone they're trying to organize appointments so we need to slow it down you know we we need to chew our food a little bit more Lorraine we're meant to chew our food between 20 and 30 times can you imagine Peter does (laughs) oh I don't know how he does it it actually just drives me mad whereas I'm finished my dinner before him every time yeah yeah. and you can be naturally slow at chewing which I am um, and my husband would be really fast so it, it can be difficult but definitely slow it down just think about it you know there are digestive enzymes starting in our mouth for like our protein so if you don't chew it well enough when that food comes to the tummy, I often say um, to people, like, your stomach doesn't have teeth. <laughs> so it has to start oh, breaking st- down yeah. food that should have yeah. been digested in the mouth. There you go. So that can lead to bloating, indigestion, that feeling of reflux. Yeah. So give yourself a little bit extra of a chance. Chew it properly. Like what we said with the water, have it 20 minutes or half an hour before or after. Like, have a sip with your dinner you yeah. don't want to be you know feeling very dry or whatever in your mouth but not having a big pint of water because you feel you're behind with with your water content for the day because that just dilutes our, our enzymes down further and, and yeah. leads to more problems um, and yeah and just try not eating might be easier said than done if you're watching like a something very sad on TV or it's it's better to sit at the table with the knife and fork. You can put them down and kind mm-hmm. of chat and converse. If if you're um feeling quite upset, if you've had a row with somebody or, you know, something upsetting has happened and you're eating again, it it, it can be really hard to digest the food properly. So yeah, it's just kind of being aware of what you're eating, the way you're eating it, sitting down and taking that 20 minutes, if you can Mm -hmm. at least get 20 minutes. And then it takes 20 minutes for our brain to register that we're full. But again, you, if you're eating fast, you can eat a lot of food in 20 minutes. Do you know what I've done though? I have, you know, where I've wanted a second helping because Peter's still clearly eating and I'm finished and I'm sitting there with an empty plate and then I'll wait until he's finished, which is probably another 10 minutes. Yeah. And by that stage, I actually don't want the second helping, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I would have gone up and filled my plate again. Give yourself that yeah. little bit of time. Yeah. yeah, so definitely to slow everything down is is better. And that's just what they call to eat more mindfully, that you're 
just more aware because plenty of people you might say to them, you know, what did you have for lunch? And they nearly couldn't tell you. They've eaten it so fast because they're rushing back to work um, or with their family. So that might make a huge difference to some of these digestive symptoms that people are feeling. Okay, Sarah. My goodness, I could listen to you talking all day. I actually learn something every time that we work together. Um, So thank you so much yet again for being fabulous. It's so important to discuss what women can do for themselves, isn't it? By educating themselves um, on lifestyle changes and our nutrition. And of course, the clinically, scientifically proven Clean Marine Menamin supplement. Have to get that in. But it is the number one female supplement in Ireland. So it is that for a reason. (laughs) And of course, then people can get more of your tips and um, advice on the essential guide to female hormones in that book yes. that is free download on cleanmarine.ie and also at your health stores and pharmacies nationwide Sarah Burton thank you so much thank you Lorraine thank you.